Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Roy. And we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering your favorite and unknown movies, games, comic books, anime, and more weekly. We appreciate you being here and hope you enjoy the show. This is what we are covering tonight. We are going over a Blue Exorcist Season 1 recap, and this will be Part 1 of 2. Maybe 3, depending on how long it is. <laughs> but before we do, like, share, and subscribe to the channel. You can enjoy the show on YouTube, Spotify, Rumble, Odyssey, and more. We also have membership tiers on those platforms if you'd like to support the channel, or you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash KOE podcast. Alrighty, so we have done Blue Exorcist before. Uh, we did episode one of season one a long time ago, and we went through a whole deep dive of it. But for brevity, we'll go back over a recap of the entire episode. Uh, this is part one of two, possibly three. Uh, there are 25 episodes within the season, and uh, this part one will be 12 of them. So, all righty. Got like three episodes in one phase, <laughs> equivalency-wise. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, episode one. Uh, the title of it is The Devil Resides in Human Souls. Sounds familiar. So the story begins with a group of priests praying and one by one, each of the priests are being burned alive by blue flames. Damn. One of the priests tells the others to fall back, but the high priest yells to the other priest not to fall back and who would protect Asai? So he's like, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> Asia is the, the mortal world that most people would live in. Humanity anyway. But the priests become possessed and scream out as the demon before cutting uh, to the night, like the night sky above this area of church, uh -huh. and it, it's turning completely blue, like with a blue glow. <laughs> Yo, listen up here. Is this story? Did that song? <laughs> when you hear blue? Yeah. <laughs> I'm blue. <laughs> um, we go to uh, in, in, like a morning scene. There's a teenager named Rin Okumura. Uh, was almost hit by a crossbow arrow, and after being uh, provoked, there he is. Yep, uh, he punches the guy in the face for hurting these pigeons. Uh, the group Mike Tyson. That's <laughs> <laughs> serious. It might be. Have you hurt my pigeons? <laughs> You're gonna get him to beat your ass. I was fucking whipping ass. <laughs> uh, the group of punks call him a demon and uh, take off. When he returned home, he was lectured by Shiro Fujimoto, which is the, the main priest. Shiro. A priest and their father. Fujimoto. Yep. Uh, because he lost his job and he got into a fight again. This white guy. Or white. Asian. Great gray haired guy. Asian, yes. Shiro Fujimoto. Fujimoto. Uh, Shiro then asks Rin's brother, Yukio Akumura. Y'all move, y'all move. <laughs> Not Yugi, Yuki. <laughs> Have you ever seen that little uh, drawing? Oh, the, it's real fucked up. So Moses is, is begging the the Pharaoh mm -hmm. uh, to let his people go, right? And the Pharaoh is Yu-Gi-Oh, not till you do me, Moses. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen that. <laughs> that would be hilarious, though, if that ever actually happened. It's like, your move. Your, and then it's just frog. Get your deck, Moses. <laughs> I plan, but I just have a weak hero deck. <laughs> That's your foolish choice. Now draw. <laughs> so like you eat like eighteen pots of concrete. <laughs> I summon pot of greed. That would be more like uh, I summon uh, the plague of lotus. You get the just full like. <laughs> Is that it? I, just, I I I have a trap card, a bug spray. <laughs> kind of yeah. Dang it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. 
his brother got accepted to a place called True Cross Academy, a well-known and prestigious boarding school, so he was packing his things in preparation for moving. The next day, after being encouraged by the other priests in the church, Wren decided to try applying for a job in a supermarket. He was interv- uh, interviewed by the manager, Miss uh, Momoi, gave him various tasks that are super hard for most people. Wren is apparently fast and strong, so he was able to complete the most of the tasks super easily. But because of his clumsiness, it always turned out wrong. So he would lift like an entire pallet worth of stuff and just take it somewhere and then trip and just drop it all. <laughs> like, it was constantly a, a screw-up somehow. When the manager was fire- thinking of firing him, Rin started cooking one of the promo at one of the promo stands, being a natural uh, at cooking food, and the manager decided to let him keep his job. Later that day, Rin called Yukio, now Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yukio about the news. <laughs> Imagine if they made a parody, and it's like every time he, they, he, that friend comes on, right? Like you ready to duel? <laughs> like no context, like ever fits what he says, right? Right. Because they just would be a random like one on. Uh. <laughs> Uh, so he calls his brother, Yukio, about the news. Uh, he saw the girl that uh, Father Fujimoto was talking to the day before. The girl was running around after her scarf, so Rin decided to help her, and he grabs it. And to his surprise, it wasn't being blown by the wind. It was instead being pulled by some monkey-like creature. Is her name Moriyama? Is that her? The scarf girl? No. See the girl with the scarf on here in these pictures? No, she's not on her. This one right here, Shura Kurakaku? Whatever, looks thirsty as we fuck. The creature ran away through the store with Ren following it, and accidentally knocking over the store merchandise, causing him to get fired in return. Please, I need the job. <laughs> Basically, yes. Please, no. <laughs> uh, when he arrived at home, he was instructed by Shiro not to go outside the church. The following day, the group of punks that he had encountered before provoking him to go out, saying, "What the fuck you going to do? Come out." He followed them, and their group leader, Riji Shiratori, tried to bribe him and mocking, uh, it mocked his brother, which made Ren angry. Were they said the same age? Ren and, uh... Hey, Riju? Riji? Around the same age. Well, yeah. it looks like the like he's 52 years old. Riji Shiratori? Oh, Shiratori. I'm looking at some Ryuji Shuguru. You're looking at a totally different person. I'm like, that's a grown ass man <laughs> messing with a teenager. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know if he's on that list that I gave you. Maybe not. <laughs> Being outnumbered, the group pinned him down and tried to burn him with a molten metal, uh, like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, rebar, like a rebar piece. Did you see a torch? Look at yes. this figure, this man. Yes. In response, Rin suddenly lets out blue flames, which scare the other teams, leaving Riji behind. That seemed highly excessive. Yes. He was told then that- Pull his pants down, get this rebar. Just to clean up his ass. Well, he's wanting to shove it into the uh, into uh, Rin's eye. Like, through his eye. That's like some, like, like serial killer, yeah. Yeah. Well, it turns out the dude's a demon, so- Okay. Uh, he was then told that he is the son of Satan and that the demon possessing Rigi is there to fetch him and bring him back to Gehenna, which is basically the equivalent of hell. Why do you call it hell? Japanese. So Gehenna and uh, Asia. The world of death and the world of the living. Hmm. Like they're not going through the whole, because they don't have hell the way we do in the Western world. So it's a little bit different. 
uh, unable to understand and accept what the, what the demon told him, Shiro suddenly uh, shows up while chanting biblical verses, which exercise the demon out of Riji. <laughs> Austin 316 says, get your ass. <laughs> Comes out with the fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin song. <laughs> ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. After that, numerous demons start to appear. Then Shiro decided to immediately retreat to the church while explaining everything to Ren. Explaining what uh, he's basically seen, which is demons and stuff like that. Be a lot of info just you walking back and talking about. Well, they're kind of in the middle of the city, so, you know. <laughs> so then we go into episode two, which is called Gehenna Gate. So running from roof to roof, Fujimoto, Ren, uh, with Fujimoto, Ren notices that they are being surrounded by stray dogs. Shiro then tells him that those are really ghouls, which possess corpses of humans and animals. Fujimoto then throws a bomb of holy water, and he and Ren run inside and shut the door. A bomb of holy water? Yeah. Like just, an, uh, just a glass thing of full holy water. Just fill up a fucking water balloon and just fucking launch it. <laughs> Why gotta be so fancy? I know, glass. <laughs> gotta make it a little more, you know, Vatican-like. I guess. I would just fill a bunch of fucking buckets and just start <laughs> dropping them on them. <laughs> he then tells Ren that he must rush back to the monastery quick and tells the, uh, that the demons of all kinds will be after him for any sort of reason. Later, Riji regains consciousness and lets his emotions get the best of him when talking about Okumura. Or Rin. Uh, this gives the demon the opportunity to possess him again. <laughs> Guess who's back? <laughs> back again? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Rin and Shiro make it back home with his companions waiting for them inside the church. Because he was raised inside of this church. Uh, they have set up spiritual barriers and have doused the sewers with holy water. So you can't get in <laughs> from nowhere. No, not even the super. <laughs> <laughs> Fujimoto uh, leads Ren to a secret room and beholds him with the uh, Kurikara sword. Beholds him? Gives it to him. That was a weird phrase. Yeah. He revealed. Yeah. <laughs> he reveals that it is used to seal his demon powers the day he was born. And also reveals that if he uses it, he will never be human again. He also reveals that Yukio, his brother, <laughs> was underdeveloped and too frail to inherit their father Satan's power. But Rin did. Hmm. So Rin, however, is still shocked to learn that he is the devil's son at this point, and that Shiro is not his real father. Because he always kind of thought that it was his real father. Uh, the demons have now broken into the monastery. Shiro locks Rin in the room to keep him safe, but not before he gives him his cell phone with a number... <laughs> Basically, to call if everything. All the fucking cops, yeah. <laughs> With a friend to help him, Fujimoto and his companions try their best to protect, but are easily defeated. He then exercises Riji one last time and defeats the King of Rot, which is the demon possessing this kid. King of Rot. Yep. Rin gets out, and Shiro reminds him that the demons are only after him. Rin is misleaded and believes that they want him out of their lives instead of just saying that. Like, uh, he, he thinks that Shiro's yelling at him because he don't, they don't want him there. Ah, look, famous misunderstanding in all tropes of TV. Always. Shiro tries to stop him, but when Rin tells him that he is not his real father and stop playing pretend, it breaks Shiro's heart, and uh, Fujimoto slaps him. Damn. <laughs> Blue flames cover Shiro at this point, and one of the exorcists explains that he is being possessed by Satan, the most powerful of the demons and Rin's real father. Satan tells Ren that he will join him and rips off Shiro's fingers. Blood drips from his fingers and opens the monstrous gate of Gehenna. 
which is the demon gate, basically. A frightened Rin is then pulled into the gate and yells for help. That's when Fujimoto regains control of his body. He takes the point of the top of his necklace and commits suicide to save Rin. Eesh. Basically sending Satan back to hell again. Seeing his guardian take his own life to protect him, Rin decides to fight back by unlocking his demonic powers. While knowing by doing so he would never be human anymore, he takes the risk and changes into his true demon form. His ears grow long and pointed and grows a devil-like tail that is covered in blue flames. He uses the sword to destroy the gate and becomes uh, and it comes, uh, becomes mourning. Rin notices the dead body of Shiro and tearfully mourns his death. Yukio comes home and discovers the mess and casualty. Your mouth. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> On a rainy afternoon, Rin stands beside uh, before his father, foster father's grave. He then remembers what Shiro said about his friend and calls. In a second, he is surrounded by a group of men in black who are led by a strange one in a white suit. The man introduces himself as Sir Femistopheles. Name is Will Smith. <laughs> My wife and I have been separated for years, I've been called. <laughs> he does look weird, though, Mephisto. <laughs> Mephistopheles. Uh, precept of the Japan branch of the Knights of the True Cross. Oh, here, here. Fujimoto's friend. Rin asks if they are exorcists, which Mephisto says that they are, and they know a lot about Rin. He tells Rin that Shiro tries to raise him as human, but his true nature has poked its ugly little head. He explains that letting the son of Satan puts mankind in the worst jeopardy, which is why they're here to exterminate him. Rin, however, thought that they were going to offer him protection like Shiro said. Mephisto claims that that's personal and this is business. He gives Okurama three options. One, they kill him. Two, they can try to kill him and run. So he can basically try to kill them and take off if he thinks that's possible. And three, he has the opportunity to commit suicide. Damn. <laughs> that's not that many great options. You can, you can die. You can die. By us, you can die. Pretty much. <laughs> Rin doesn't choose any of them and asks Mephisto to join them. That wasn't a choice like he was given, but he, he went ahead and said it anyway. So Mephisto is shocked after hearing this. Rin claims that he is not Satan's son and that his real father is Shiro Fujimoto. Mephisto, hey, bullshit, I got the birth certificate right here. <laughs> Mephisto asks if he wants to be an exorcist like his father Fujimoto. Rin says that he does. He then asks why someone like him would want to. Rin replies that he's going to beat the shit out of Satan for killing his foster father. His adopted father? Yeah. After a moment of silence, Mephisto laughs hysterically, which angers Rin and says that he is serious about this. Mephisto understands the boy's wish and takes him in, which must to, much to the shock of his men that are around him. He claims that he will pull some strings, but warns Rin that he has chosen a thorny path to follow. Because one of those men were like, sir, you can't, you can't really be considering this, sir. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, sir, he's a son of Satan, sir. <laughs> Please, no. God, no. <laughs> uh It'll be a thorny path to follow uh, and will regret not wanting to die. Rin doesn't care, and he says that uh, he is not human or demon anymore. He has no choice uh, to, but uh, no choice but to go forward. He proclaims that he will become an exorcist instead. So it's like, you know what? Fuck my father. More like his real father. Switch <laughs> <Which> is Satan. <laughs> so then we I'm gonna become an alcoholic that he was. <laughs> I, won't, I won't beat my kids like he did. I'll be a better man. <laughs> uh, episode 3 is titled Brothers So then we have Rin is waiting for Mephisto in front of the church 
As he starts to walk across the street, a pink limo almost runs him over. <laughs> the limo stops, and Mephisto steps out. What was he? Was he inside? Mephisto? Did he have a car in the back and just fucking pulled it out of the back? No, this is, well, this is the next episode, so okay. they're standing in front of the church, and uh, Ren's waiting for Mephisto. Oh, I thought, like, in my head, I thought he was still in the church. No, no, no. Something. No, he's waiting for Mephisto to come, and then he almost gets run over when he steps outside. Probably trying to still kill him. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're still going to die. Like, damn, so close. <laughs> they get in the limo and head for the True Cross Academy. There, they have a welcome ceremony where Yukio gives his speech. Your move, your move, your move. Uh, after turning around the school... Rin uh, meets Mephisto, and they go uh, to the, and they go to the school for exorcists, also known as the Cram School. Ow, fuck! <laughs> Trying to scratch my head, and I hit my fucking hand on my damn headphones. I <laughs> uh, see. Yukio appears and announces that he is their teacher. I will teach you about all the the traps and magic cards first. <laughs> so, to this point, Rin has thought that Shiro has no. Or, uh, Rin thought that um, Yukio had no idea what the hell was going on. So whenever he goes to the school, he's like, okay, my brother's going to the school for the main part, the normal side of the True Cross, uh, True Cross Academy. Right, and I got the secret school. And then he's going to the secret school that's about demons and stuff like that. He walks in, and then uh, Yukio comes in as the head teacher. Damn. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Make you ready for that F. <laughs> While Yukio explains uh, the Masho ritual, Rin interrupts him. He questions Yukio in front of the entire class. Yukio asks the class to wait outside at this point. So Rin and Yukio start arguing about uh, when suddenly Rin drops uh, rotten animal blood, which is attracted, uh, it attracts nearby demons. So in the process of them arguing, he knocks over some rotten animal blood. That they have in this cram school. Well, from where? Where did they just sit in a jar? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So Ren and... <laughs> but you fool! What have you done? Then you have Ren and Yukio argue over their father and whether or not Ren is responsible for his death. When Yukio points a gun at Ren, Ren bursts into anger. It's like... He just fucking pulls out a gun. Yes. <laughs> and points it directly at him. Something about it's out of place in a, in a story of supernatural entities. Someone just pulls out a gag. Yeah. Because it's got holy bullets in it. Like, what the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> he pulls it out and points it directly at him. Fucking blasting him. <laughs> Rich, uh, Ren burst into anger. Ren and Yukio then defeat the demons that have been attracted to this blood. After class, Ren finds that his roommate is also Yukio. <laughs> Shit, I can't get away from him. <laughs> to save my fucking life. Uh, episode four, uh, the Garden of Amahara is the title of it. So, uh, it's kind of a little bit of a filler episode. Not really a lot happens in it, but, uh, Yukio, he sets off to school, uh, to the school's exorcist only shop to stock on some supplies along with Rin. Cause Rin wants to tag along where they find the owner's daughter, Shimi Moriyama, the one that you were talking about earlier. With the scarf and them big old titties. How old is she? I retract my I retract my uh, previous statement. Uh, <laughs> Shime is being affected by a demon that dwells in the family's garden. To save her life, the Okuma brothers confront it by themselves and defeat it. It's basically like a um, a flower demon that grows in this garden, mm -hmm. where it's uh, sapping this little girl's uh, life essence basically away every time she goes into the garden. Ish. 
because she's trying to tend tend on that like an old man, an old lady. Well, it's uh, fucking up her legs where she can't walk right. Fuck. Yeah. So uh, they they kill it and everything. But uh, the reason she cared so much about this garden is because it was her grandmother's, and her grandmother passed away, so she was trying to take care of it. Oh. Yeah. So there's at least a decent reason behind it. Uh, episode five, a boy from the cursed temple. So Ren has a dream about being the best exorcist in his class, only to wake up and be woken up by his teacher. <laughs> Ryuji, hey, just, just whispered in anyway. Shit. <laughs> Better stop them dreaming. <laughs> uh, Ryuji, aka Bon, another student in the cram school, can't believe that a slacker like Ren is even there. After a glare, Ren states his resolve for not being an old. Uh, Ren states his resolve for not being the old him who got into fights all the time. As the day goes by uh, on, Ren spaces out through most of the classes, aggravating, uh, aggravating Ryuji even more. <laughs> so during the anti-demon pharmaceutics, Yukio passes out graded tests asking them to go over the questions they missed. Shime believes that she did really well on her test since she works in a pharmaceutical shop, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Only to find that she received a 41 out of 100. You dumb bitch. <laughs> Rin laughs. It's like me getting a, a 20 on a Spanish test. But Rin laughs until he finds out he got a 2. God damn it. <laughs> what, what was the 2? He just spelled his name right? <laughs> uh, Ryuji scolds him for not paying attention in class and reveals that he scored a 98. 98? So he got, he got Rin's 98 at the point. How's that fucking teacher's ass taste, you fucking teacher's <laughs> It was his brother, Yukio. So. Uh, Rin and Ryuji uh, begin arguing. Uh, Kone Komura, uh God, I'm going to fuck up this name. Sorry. Uh, Kone Komaru and Rinzo hold back Ryuji while Yukio holds back Rin. After class, Rin, Yukio, and Shime are sitting at a fountain. Rin asks about Ryuji, and Yukio tells him that he's at the True Cross Academy on scholarship as well. The same as Yukio. Yukio is there on scholarship for the main part of the school. That's the normal section of the school mm -hmm. on scholarship. But he's like a teacher on the, the cram school. Oh, okay. and, uh, uh, they talk about school, and Shime asks if he has any friends. She goes over to him uh, to ask if he'll be her friend when uh, Ryuji walks in, making fun of the two of them together. Asking if Shime is Rin's girl. Rin denies this. He's like, no. Uh-uh. I don't even like girls. I like boys. I mean, no. I don't like anybody. <laughs> so Ryuji asks uh, if they're just friends. Rin tells him that he and Shime are not friends. The two begin to argue. Shima, Konakamaru. She doesn't seem to argue a lot. Just bust, bust out arguments constantly. Yeah. And Shime realizes just how alike the two are. During practical training, Rin and Ryuji are outrunning a reaper and attempts to be accustomed to the de demon's movements. Plus practical training, like checking, like running a textbook, and the, running from actual demons, learning taxes, and <laughs> no. how to fix your car. No. You don't get that kind of practical stuff. Uh, Rin is faster than Ryuji by just a little bit. Ryuji comments that the last one... Ryuji is so guru? The guy with the yellow hair? He's a teacher? Or he's a student? A student. Tell you he looks like a 52-year-old man. You know, God damn it, he's a student. Look at the, look at the rough edges of his face. <laughs> uh -oh. like he's, paid, he's paid bills before. And had to skip on a couple of meals because he couldn't afford it. <laughs> he's a kid. I, I told you he didn't look like a kid. 
Yeah. You're an old ass man. <laughs> yeah, he's a kid. The roughest kid that's ever lived. Uh, look at the rest of them. They look like they're 10. It looks like he's 45. Well, I think uh, Ren is 15. Yeah, he looks 15. Yeah. Look at him. Looks 27. He looks like he's fucking 87. <laughs> 87. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Ryuji comments that the last one standing at the end is the winner and kicks Ren, only to almost be caught by the Reaper. The two begin to fight again and have to be separated by their teacher. Uh, they kind of come over. jail for hitting a minor. Konakamaru and Shima. Ryuji is lectured by the teacher because they expected great things for him and to stay away from Ren. Shima tells Ren and Ryuji's goal is to defeat Satan. Ren realizes that he and Ryuji are exactly the same. They both want to fuck up Satan. Except in age. <laughs> Shima laughs and Ren asks if that's supposed to be funny. Konakamaru. He's like, what the fuck are you laughing? <laughs> like that? Yeah. Konakamaru explains that Ryuji wants to restore their temple that fell during the blue night, which is what we've seen at the beginning of the first episode with the blue like haze and everything above. Mm -hmm. That's called the blue night when Satan basically killed off a hell of a lot of priests. Yo, listen. <laughs> that whole song throughout the night. Uh, Rin asks what the blue night is, and Konakamaru explains that it happened 16 years ago when Satan murdered the world's most prominent clergyman. Shima tells Rin that blue flames are a symbol of Satan. After the blue night, people be began calling their temple the Cursed Temple. Hmm. Since they, all these people died. Yeah. Alrighty. Izumo and Shime are taking their turn with the Reaper when Shime falls and is yelled at for her attire. Because she's wearing like a kimono style clothes. Why are you still wearing a kimono? Who's wrote that? She can't run on them? Oh. <laughs> Yamada and Shima. Oh, like the really tight ones at the bottom? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Yamada and Shima are called down for their turn. A cell phone goes off, and Ryuji asks who fo whose phone would go off in the middle of class. The teacher answers his phone <laughs> and calls the study hall for the rest of the class. Because it's his wife. His wife's bothering her. At well, work. Who, which teacher are we talking about? It's not his brother, is it? The one with the chops. What's his name? I uh, don't know if they've said it yet. To Arthur A. Angel? No, no, no. Oh. With the bow tie. The bottom corner. With no name? With the fucking horribly blue face? Blue face? This one? Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with his mouth? Like, he can't shave? <laughs> Why is his bottom half blue and the top half is normal? I don't think it's uh, blue necessarily. I think it's supposed to be like uh, like uh, five o'clock shadow. Do they not know what five o'clock shadow? It doesn't come out blue. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he looks like Lupin the Third if he 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 failed in his job. Really? And he just like he just became a teacher. Fuck yeah, yes. I'm a terrible thief. <laughs> Lupin the Third. This is his life now. Before he leaves, though, he tells them to stay away from the Reaper. Rin and Ryuji begin to argue again. Ryuji claims that Rin is being is some unmotivated rich kid being special, uh, getting special treatment and challenges him to go touch the Reaper and come back without getting attacked. Rin says he won't risk getting killed before he completes his goal. The same uh, one as Ryuji. That's the most, like, 
adult response. Like, I'm not going to die. Exactly. Proving some bullshit. He's selling this to an adult. Like, it's weird. Like, he's, like, saying this. Like, normally, like, I'll, I'll not only will I touch it, I'll jack that thing off. I'll be right back. <laughs> It's very, uh, it's a very mature thing to actually say, though. Yeah, it's odd. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna go do that. Got a character, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know his character. <laughs> Ryuji yells at Shima and Konakamaru for telling him. Ryuji remembers the time from his childhood where he and his father were asking for offerings for the temple. People b- keep telling them no, and Ryuji claims this guy's so old, he's probably older than his father. <laughs> he's going to become an exorcist and defeat Satan. His father laughs, and Ryuji tells him that he needs to be serious. Don't you ever laugh at me, old man. I'll get that belt again. I'm sorry, son, please. <laughs> Ryuji goes down to touch the Reaper instead. So Rin said he ain't going to do it because he's not going to risk everything, but this guy Ryuji will. Uh, Kamiki comments that he's just going, uh, going to turn back and not actually do it. The Reaper senses that Ryuji's emotions, senses his emotion and goes to attack. Rin jumps in as and it, it, and God, if I can even talk. You know what the equivalency is? It's like go touch that tiger's tail. Yeah, and, and there you go. It pretty much is. So Rin jumps in and is attacked by the Reaper instead. Just fucking mauled to death. Rin tells it to let go and it obeys him. Rin calls Ryuji a moron and claims that he is going to be the one to defeat Satan. Ryuji says that Rin is copying his ambition and Rin claims that it, it's original. So they're going back and forth. It's my idea first. It was my idea first. No, bro. I'm the only person who ever had that idea in my life. <laughs> uh, a gun. They see, uh, you oh, no, they come and just pull out a gun and start blasting people. <laughs> you come back. Like, it shows a, a scene a little bit further back while those two are still arguing. Uh, there's a gun being pointed at Ren. And at this point, Yukio lowers the weapon. <laughs> and says that uh, the students are safe and that Ren didn't draw out Kurikara. The sword. He sure is ready to fucking kill his own brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like in a heartbeat. In moments notice. <laughs> Mephisto is drinking tea on top of a building under construction. You have uh, another demon named Amaimon appears and they discuss Rin. Mephisto reveals that, uh, reveals himself to be a demon as well as his brother Amaimon and Rin. So all three of them are actually demons or sons of Satan. So Mephisto is really a son of Satan as well. He's a brother? Yeah, he's his bro- like his older brother. Damn. Like by Satan, anyway. Not the same mother, but... I'm not thinking of it. They do look alike. Kind of, yeah. With droopy eyes. Yeah. So you have a Maimon, which is uh, Mephisto's brother as well. So Rin, Mephisto, and a Maimon are all brothers. Technically. Right. From Satan, not from the same mother. What a baby mama Satan must have. Yes. <laughs> She's looking goofy-ass face. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Mephisto says that he is not going back because uh, Asaya is the perfect playground. Saying basically he's not going back to Gehenna. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Mephisto, he's kind of one of those up-in-the-air characters. So he's not evil, he's not good. He's He just doesn't want to go back to Gehenna. Who does? Amon is trying to, to say, so when are you coming back to Gehenna? He's like, no, bro. I'm never going back, bro. <laughs> Don't be like that, bro. Come on. <laughs> bro, for hoes. No, bro. <laughs> literal break before us. <laughs> so, um, let's see here. Uh, episode six, The Phantom Chef. This is kind of a little bit of a filler episode more than anything. It's just Gordon Razme. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> so one morning, Rin rushes in the uh, into the dorm as he is late. He finds Yukio eating his breakfast and his on the table. 
At school, Rin runs to get his lunch, only to encounter Suguro, and they are both uh, fighting over the sandwich. Later, three girls ask Yukio to eat the lunches that they've made for him, even though... It, it, like those, those kind of like Yukio's got one of those kind of kids where uh, he's extremely smart and everything, but he's also kind of popular where the girls want him. Yeah. So even though he wears glasses, so kind of throws everything off a little bit in anime. I guess <laughs> he's like that popular kid. So he makes an excuse, runs to the cafeteria with his brother, and explains that he can't eat the uh, can't eat three lunches. Rin is astonished after he discovers that the school provides first-rate cuisine. And not just trash. <laughs> he is, however, distraught to find out that the lunches are too expensive. They go to Mephisto and ask him to lower the prices. Mephisto explains that he cannot do that. As for the school to provide first-rate cuisine, they must buy first-rate and hire first-rate chefs. Damn. <laughs> Rin asks him to, get, uh, to give him a little bit more of an allowance, to which he agrees. Much to the boy's surprise, he gives them, two th- uh, gives them a 2,000 yen bill for the whole month. <laughs> How much is that? Damn, for the whole one? Fuck. Guess they ramen noodles. Ramen noodles for me. <laughs> for the whole month. Fuck, stretch that bitch out. Because I think 100, 100 yen is a dollar. Fuck. I believe so. It's been a Yeah, I think 100 yen is a dollar. Or equivalent to about a I wish they had didn't go with such high denominations because it throws people off, you know? Yeah. Like 3 million yen. You're like, oh, shit, hell yeah. It's like $3,000. Like three grand. <laughs> it's like not much at all. <laughs> so, uh, though it is still low, Yukio has a better solution to get by the year without starving. The two of them shop for groceries so Rin can make their lunches and use the cafeteria kitchen in their dorm. Yukio uses this situation to his advantage as he can avoid eating the lunches made by the girls instead. So it's like, it's a, it's a win-win. What, is he gay? I get Rin to make food for me, since that's my brother, and then, <laughs> where I don't have to buy stuff, and then I don't have to choose between the three, and they don't have to get mad at me for not liking one of theirs. Like, hey, just take all three. That's what uh, Rin, would, uh, Rin had him do. Rin had him eat all three. And he's like, I can't eat this much food. Well, then give me some. I, just share it with me. What the fuck is the problem? Because those girls were right there watching. He's going to eat it right in front of them? Girls are freaks. <laughs> Later that night, Rin makes his and Yukio's lunch. He wakes up to see that the lunches he prepared are missing. He suspects that Yukio to be the one behind, uh, uh, behind this and kicks him. Yukio defends himself and claims that he had nothing to do with it. Rin counts, uh, counters by pointing out that they are the only ones living there. So who else is it going to be? They have an entire dorm to themselves, which the school of Mephisto gave them since uh, since Rin has demonic powers. They're trying to make sure nobody finds out, mm-hmm. so they get to stay in the dorm on their own. They then realize there is somebody else there, as Rin asks Yukio if they are really alone, which he replies that they aren't. He points out that whenever it was time for them to eat, their meals were always on the table, and they didn't think about who cooked it. Rin and Yukio then hear someone cutting from the kitchen and find out it's Mephisto. Did he look like for him? At this point, yes. <laughs> and they're cooking their breakfast and dinners. What the fuck is going on? He's a little weary. <laughs> he explains that he has a temporary replacement, as the one who has been cooking their meals since they moved in is Ukabak. A stove spirit who has been loyally, uh, loyally carrying out orders as his uh, familiar to cook their meals. And he's on there as well. 
I just didn't realize there's some dude cooking their food. Like, this food just magically made. They didn't think about it. They were just eating. <laughs> Food's ready. <laughs> However, <laughs> Ukabak refuses to cook for the boys after they stepped in his territory the other night. So whenever Rin was making those uh, cheaper lunches, yeah. he, he basically uh, trespassed on Ukabak's territory. Mephisto is filling in for Ukabak until he cl- calms down and when his attitude improves. These motherfuckers stepped into my kitchen. <laughs> Sound like you give him the Gordon Ramsay voice. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> According to Mephisto, who was watching, no one uh, won but Ren and Ukabak formed a friendship because they had a cooking war. So Ren and Ukabak went to a co- uh, started their own cooking war to see who would win. Huh. That's why it's kind of like a little bit of a filler episode. It sure sounds like one. <laughs> yeah. The next day. Shime visits the boys, only to be spied on by the th- uh, three girls from school who had given uh, Yukio that lunch, yeah. or their lunches, suspecting a relationship between her and Yukio. It's revealed that Ukabak has returned to his duties and seems much happier. When it is time for Shime to leave, Yukio uses a key to take her home. A key, basically, that uh, he has, it, you can turn any door into a doorway to another place. So they have one piece capability. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, it does. There was a character that could do that with doors. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. A devil fruit. The door door fruit. The door or some shit like that. You watch it was the door door fruit. <laughs> the way he writes it, it probably was door door. Yeah. The door door fruit. <laughs> uh, the girls eventually break in and discover their lunches. Believing that Shime made them, they angrily throw them uh, away and make their own for Yukio. Unknown to them, Ukabak has been watching them. These fucking whores in my kitchen. Yep. And is angered by their treatment of his food. Because that's what the food that they just now threw away. Their screams are heard by the boys and they rush to the kitchen. There they discover Ukabak in his larger and stronger form. Instead of being a little, like, short little character. He is cooking the girls in retaliation. Oh, well, that turned dark real quick. They're in a pot. Yeah, Jesus. Rin tries to calm him down and succeeds. One of the girls asks Yukio why he wouldn't uh, eat the lunches that they made for him. Rin realizes the girls did it because they loved Yukio. I'm sorry, ladies. I'm, just, I'm a homosexual. <laughs> I just I don't want your food. I don't want you. <laughs> so Rin realizes this, and he hits Yukio on the head with a paper fan, calling him a jackass and forces him to eat all their lunches that he they made for him. <laughs> Much to his dismay. The next day... <laughs> Imagine if the next episode he's like, it was like, like he's 300 pounds. That would be fun. That did happen. Oh, you worked out real fast. Like, obviously, it's a filler episode. So they cut it off for the next one of a man. So the next day, Mephisto finds Yukio, who is sick from eating too much. So not fat, but like super sick, where his face is all. Jesus. Uh, on the phone and is told about last night. He gives Yukio two days off and hangs up. Ren and Ukabak come in and have prepared him a stamina lunch. Yukio then says that he hates lunch. He's just done with it all. I hate food. I hate food now. Like actors, we have to keep eating in a scene. They get to like multiple takes. You're like, <laughs> you know the dad from Friday eating grapes? Yeah. I'm sick of eating grapes. <laughs> I saw a behind the scenes uh, take. I, mean, I, I used to love grapes. I, I can't stand grapes anymore. But they were talking to, um, uh, what's his name from Harry Potter? 
Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, they were talking to him about uh, the scenes from like whenever they were at the Great Hall when he was a kid. Uh-huh. He's like, it was great. We was eating breakfast over and over. I was just filling the stuff up with bacon and sausage and egg. God dang. We were like constantly eating the entire time. He said, but then there was one scene where they had to eat some kind of uh, like fake weed. Like uh, Yeah, for the one for the, uh, he's got to eat this little thing that gives him the ability to, to uh, breathe underwater for like the yeah, fourth yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, we're supposed to be like almost like a seaweed style Yeah, thing. but he said it was made out of licorice, so he said it was horrible. It's not bad. What's wrong with licorice? Most people don't like it. Most people. I don't, I don't find it horrible, but. Licorice? I wouldn't try, like, a, that wouldn't be my go-to. I, I, I can't get it in my, my mouth fast enough. I got to shut up my ass. Did you get the nutrients fast enough? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, episode seven is called "A Flock of Plovers." Not clovers. Plovers. Plovers. Eager to make new friendships, Shimei asks her classmate Izumo to be her friend, and she pretends to agree. But Rin soon realizes Izumo is taking advantage of Shimei's kindness instead. Later, the students are reunited at the old dorm- dormitory to take part in the X Wire exam. This is uh, to be like the first stage of being an exorcist. The X wire. X wire. Hmm. E X wire. Is Joe Rogan there? <laughs> to fill in and like, you gotta eat this the pig's eyeball <laughs> for the X factor. You gotta eat the horse cock. The, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where a demon attacks Izumo and her friend Paku by surprise, and it's up to Rin and Shime to protect them. That's all that happens in that episode. Okay, like it's a it's a really it's a it's a really short episode. Basically, quick. They're attacked. Rin and Shime end up protecting them, and then uh, Izu- the series was canceled. We never know what happened. And Azumo basically, uh, she kind of reluctantly is like, "Fine, I'll be your friend. You save me, fine." So episode eight is called uh, "Now a Certain Man Was Sick." Still troubled after her friend Paku decides to leave the exorcist lessons. Because after this, Paku, after being attacked by demons, Paku, which is Izumo's friend, she's like, nah, I'm done with this shit. I'm a normal person. I ain't got powers. Fuck this. I can't do this. <laughs> uh, Kamiki gets involved in a fight with Ryuji. And the entire class ends up punished by Yukio for this. So he's like, they're same age. He's like, fucking detention. Detention? Just after uh, after Yukio leaves for a mission, the students are attacked and cornered by the same ghoul from yesterday. The one that had attacked Izumo and uh, her friend Paku that Shime had saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, while trying to help the others, Rin learns that the monster was sent by one of his teachers who wanted to confirm that he was the son of Satan. Basically, it was a way to force him to have to use his powers. Which is just beyond stupid. Failed, doesn't it? I'm going to put all of these students in danger just to prove you're the son of Satan. <laughs> what kind of bullshit is that? Episode 9, Memories. So Mephisto reveals uh, to the students that the ghoul attack was actually part of the X-Wire exam and how they dealt with it, uh, with the threat, will count as part of their evaluation. Now let me give out the grades. F! F! <laughs> F! <laughs> so Yukio confronts uh, Newhouse, which is one of the teachers, about his reactions uh, to force Rin to use his demonic powers during the exam, and he claims that it was all uh, under Mephisto's orders. However, it does not take much for Yukio to realize New uh, Newhouse's real intentions, which were not part of Mephisto's orders. Episode 10, called Black Cat. 
So we have a... Uh, What's she doing in Japan? This is before after she hooked up with Spider-Man. Uh, which reminds me, have you seen that uh, thing going around? There's one called, Why Does Superman, or Why Does Spider-Man Fuck So Much? Because <laughs> he's fucking poor. That's all he got is his dick. If he's not fighting crime, he can't pay any bills, he never gets any food. Man, it's just fucking... <laughs> you know what I learned working at the, the retail? Lately, we've been all out of... Uh, uh, toothpaste, toothbrushes, and uh, practicing tests. So all people are doing right now are brushing their teeth to fuck it. That's all they're doing. <laughs> Sometimes they're brushing their teeth too fuck. That's all they're. That's all they're doing. <laughs> they're brushing their teeth and fucking. There's one woman. One kid. Once she once came in right, and she's like, uh, "It's like, damn, I was just using it for distraction." Because she was trying to find a pregnancy test, and we didn't have any. And she's like, "Fuck, I was just fucking for fun." Now look, look at the consequences. There, there's consequences always. Not for me. Just put on a condom and go to work. <laughs> you gotta put in hours, in ten thousand hours. Yeah, but whatever you don't wrap it up. I always wrap, wrap it up. Look what happens. I don't need any kids right you now. Need, you need a really cheap pregnancy. <laughs> I got no STDs, no babies. That you know of. I'm sure they'd let me know. <laughs> All right, so this episode we have Kuro, which is a uh, two-tailed cat, basically like a, a little familiar cat. Little nine-tails? Kind of, but this one only has two. Like, uh, kind of like, uh, well, because like, they had like, uh, you know, the famous, and it's more famous now with the nine-tails fox from right. Radio. Right. But that was the nine-tails from uh, uh, Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Nine-tails that evolved from Vulpix. Yeah, it's like that yeah. famous, like, Japanese uh, nine-tailed fox, or fox in general. Yeah. This is just a, uh, a two-tailed cat, yeah. Or that one game, Okima or whatever, where you were like a, a, a wolf or a fox, you can you can use a paintbrush. Oh yeah, yeah. The PS2, yeah, kind of looks like that. Yeah, and he's on your list of characters. Yeah, that's what he reminded me of. <laughs> so Kuro, he went berserk after he heard that Father Shiro Fujimoto died. No, and I uh, kept telling uh, the exorcist that they were lying about his death. Because basically, uh, it, it broke his heart. Because he was the familiar of Shiro. He was Shiro's familiar anyway. Cool. Um, though only Reno Kumara could understand him. He said that it made... <laughs> Did it sound like Dale Boomhauer? <laughs> well, it, it, because uh, the way that... Not Dale Boomhauer, just Boomhauer. <laughs> well, uh, Kuro, nobody can understand demonic language. Mm. So nobody understood what Kuro was saying... But Rin could because uh, maybe through telestial affinity of being demon, yeah. Uh, when Yukio was about to use the item that Father Shiro gave him, <laughs> before if this scenario ever happened, so basically he gave him a failsafe if uh, Kuro ever went ballistic. Rin told him to let him calm Blackie down. It's a racist this fuck. <laughs> the black cat, <laughs> Blackie. It's the most racist shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Rin being able to realizing Blackie. Was just sad and lonely. <laughs> oh, you gotta love Japanese anime. In the end, Blackie, which is what he names Kuro anyway, uh, accepted the fact that Shiro had died and accepted Rin as his uh, being his familiar instead. Rin and Yukio found out that the item that Father Shiro gave Yukio was actually just catnip wine, <laughs> much to Blackie's delight. This should be busted. <laughs> he just fucking passed out on the couch. Kind of, yeah. Just catnip wine. That's all it was. 
Caddy's the one. Man, you ever seen Catnip? Oh my God, I fucking freak out with cocaine. Because <laughs> that was what uh, Father Shiro had always given him as a treat. Yeah. So it was a way to calm him down. And then you have uh, Kuro or Blocky at this point where he just starts crying because he misses uh, Shiro. Then we go into episode 11 called Demon of the Deep Seas, which is another... Cthulhu? Kind of. A squid. Yeah, it's Cthulhu. <laughs> Rin and his classmates Izumo and Rinzo are sent uh, for their first mission as X-Wires to a coast town afflicted by the presence of a kraken. X-Wires. That just sounds like a weird... <laughs> name for the group team wires yeah well it's just a, a level of exorcist it's not even just a team it's just the level it can just be like something like trainee or something maybe x wires <laughs> since they're all like a would-be x-men team <laughs> well you can't be part of the x-men but you got the, we got a d-listers right over here for you the wires the x wires <laughs> like you're not the x-men you're not x-factor you're not x-force you're the x wires <laughs> it's like the worst fucking team you've ever seen in your fucking life like, one guy can turn invisible, but only if you're not looking at him. Oh, yeah, so it's just the, the what do you call it? The, uh... God, what was the name of that movie? The Mystery Man. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and that one that had a bowling ball? Yeah. Yeah. One guy had shovels. Had shovels for days. Uh, so we have, uh... They're sent there because of a kraken who ink, whose ink blackens the sea. Izumo stumbles upon a boy... Yoe, whose father was sent uh, was uh, to sea to face the Kraken six months before and is still missing. Blackens <laughs> got his ass beat. Okay. Yoe plans to enact his revenge against the creature as he believes it killed his father. After telling Izumo she's cute, she takes an interest in Yoe. The X-Wires are ordered to watch... Wait, the- he's like, my father's dead. You girl, you fucking... Yeah, basically. Father. <laughs> A little kid. What the fuck, bro? The X-Wires are ordered to watch over Yoe before he enacts his revenge, believing he was no match for it. No I'm kidding. The, the child, they, 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 they think he might have a chance. Yeah. Gee. Azumo volunteers to watch over the boy while Ren and Shima encounter the Kraken. Ren's cat familiar, Kuro, battles it but fails and the Kraken is attacked by uh, <laughs> Yoe using a harpoon. Rin comes to the rescue and is about to use his sword when Yoe's father comes unexpectedly. It is revealed that the father befriended the Kraken and was lost, but the demon had a change of heart and guided him back home. Tell us a little bit of a filler up. Did they, did they fuck? <laughs> With Kraken? It's not like they, it's not like they fucking. <laughs> Yoe and his dad. So so he, so he, the Kraken took male form. Not a female. <laughs> took male form and then just went at it on the boat. <laughs> And so they have a touching reunion. Afterwards, Ren, Shima, and Izumo wait on the bus to take the uh, take them home when Yoi comes uh, with his dog to bid them farewell. Izumo discovers to her dismay uh, <laughs> that she was cute to Yoe as she reminded him of her uh, uh, reminded him of his dog, who has the same eyebrows. <laughs> That's why he called her cute because she looked like his dog. Wait, so he she, that is fucking gross. Because <laughs> he said, oh, you're cute. He never said why he thought she was cute. You don't have to. You just tell the girl she's cute. No, but he was hey, like, are you fine? He said she was cute, though, because he had a dog that had the same eyebrows. That's weird. That's fucked up. So he's just being friendly. Yeah. Okay. Well, he is a child. Yeah, he just said, you're cute. And she took it as, oh, you think I'm a track? You fucking pedophile. What do you mean you think? <laughs> uh, 
All right, last episode that we'll cover today on this part is uh, episode 12, A Game of Tag. Let's see how horrendously you go wrong. <laughs> so Ren and his classmates and teachers go to Mephiland, which is Mephisto's like- Mephiland. Mephiland, not Methland. <laughs> He's called a Methland. <laughs> we do all the meth in the world. Mephiland, an amusement park. They are surprised to find Shimei without a kimono, instead wearing a school uniform. Yukio instructs the X-Wires to find a ghost haunting the place. He puts them into two groups, which Rin partners with Shima. Is he in a wheelchair and he's bald? Mephisto all of a sudden just pops up in a wheelchair. <laughs> so get out there. I, I sense a ghost here. <laughs> it wouldn't be surprising if he did something like that. When you watch the show, it's like, yeah, he could do something like that. Uh, walking across the park, Shime notes how she always wanted to go to a theme park, but couldn't since she was always sick and very shy. She asks Rin if they can play together, where Rin hears crying and goes to the merry-go-round to find the ghost. The ghost is lonely and sad that he died before being able to go to the park, but reveals to be, is revealed to be mis uh, mischievous when he touches Shime's breast. <laughs> he just goes up and pokes him. Jesus. This uh, little kid goes. Oh. Uh, ah, another kid, huh? Yeah. Rin runs after him with Shime following him. He just goes up and just gives a, like, a thick-ass slap and leaves. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. The two split up where Shime is following the ghost. Rin decides to call Yukio that they found uh, that they found him when a Maimon shows up and steals Rin's sword, the demon. He opens the sword, triggering Rin's demon, demon form. He decides to play and has Rin chase him. Meanwhile, Shime follows the ghost, realizing that uh, she is similar to him and that he only wants to have fun. Rin goes after a Maimon, but uh, beats him up. A Maimon, yeah. Maimon brutally punches Rin, noting why Mephisto and his father are so interested in him. However, Rin grabs a Maimon by the throat and his flames increase. Rin goes berserk and throws a Maimon, burning him alive. A Maimon is impressed and causes uh, an earthquake. Because he's the, the. Jeez, I got an epic quake. Yeah, because he's like the, the demon king of Earth or something like that. So, she may finally capture the ghost in a ball pit. But the earthquake causes damage and the debris from the roller coaster to fall on them. The rampaging Rin, hearing Shime's cries, snaps out of it and saves her by destroying the debris using a hand made out of his flames. The ghost thought it was a fun day for him and thanks Shime before disappearing. Fucking ascends. Uh -huh. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> a Maimon stomps on Rin's back and is about to break the sword when Yamada appears to save Rin. A Maimon decides the game is over and sheaths the sword, reverting Rin back to his normal form. Rin is frightened of how he lost control of his flames and blacked out, similar to what happened whenever he was a small child. Shime comes to Rin's aid with Yukio. Yamada appears with Rin's sword reveal. Oh, he was the, the blue knight thing. That was him. Yeah. Makes sense. Yamada appears with Rin's sword, revealing himself to be a high-class exorcist and a woman named Shura Kirigaruka. Uh, God. Gonna fuck up this name. Sorry, guys. Shura Kirigakure. Kirikakure. So it's actually a high-level exorcist that loves to fuck with Yukio. How many of them titties? I'm a G. Big. You ever seen that? Uh, she, like you'll find out later on, like in I think in the next couple episodes. But <laughs> spoiler, but she uh, she takes Rin's sword and shoves it between her breasts, uh -huh. and like makes it disappear into her body between two boobs. <laughs> you ever seen that weird? Like uh, it's like a scene from an anime mm -hmm. where it's like a military like. Uh, group or something 
this the woman's the leader of the the, the task force, and this new this new members there, and she's like, any questions? And she, he's like, I'm putting them titties, and she's like, I'm a G. All matter of factly, she's fucking hilarious. I thought you were gonna talk about Tanya the Terrible, where she's a little Hitler esque girl that leads an army. No. Where she's OP as fuck. <laughs> no idea. I thought that's what you were going with. It's like, do you ever see whatever that little girl's like a little Hitler? You ever seen Nazis? <laughs> but uh, part two or three, depending on how long we make the series. But anything else said before we head out for today? No. Cool. We will talk to you guys on the next one.